Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris sits down to chat with Mick Harkwit from HPS Painting. They dig into such things as finding quality apprentices, learning skills and systems, and a different spin as an Aussie working over in the UK. This episode is sponsored by Angie Leeds, Answer Force, and Company Cam. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, on this week's show, we have Michael Hartwig or Mick down in Melbourne, Australia. Another another one from down under. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, good, good. Battling on, battling on. So, HPS is that just you, or is it you and somebody else? Well, the the, the name has been probably operating under since probably 2002 or one. Um, but I have two other business partners if people don't aren't aware of it. And I recently, probably coming up to August, have an apprentice. Um, there's four of us in total. I just we keep the name as the one because it just becomes less complicated. Basically, it just it 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 runs under Hartwig Painting Services, so um, it just keeps things, you know, as a well, one unit. Yeah, I only ever seem to see you on Insta. So is it, is it like you know, like when you get a band? You say, oh, no doubt. You just think of Gwen Stefani. Do you find that, <laughs> do you find that happens with you? HPS, you just, well, you know, maybe you're, you're can... the one that seems to be the face of it. Yeah, I should probably dye my hair blonde and I might get more attention. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, look, it's because I'm the man behind the camera, I guess. So Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna... about to get at, yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you the one that does the social stuff? Yeah, so I'm, I'll be filming a lot. The boys sometimes will be in there. I should probably inter- interact with them a bit more, but they're happy doing what they do. Um, and I, I kind of – I figure it's like all companies. You have one person on the front, not to say everyone behind you isn't important because, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. But also I think you just need to keep things, you know, quite tight and it, it, it looks professional. Like, well, that, that's what I think anyway. So, yeah. How, how are you finding the apprentices over there? Do you struggle like we do? Mate, we were very lucky. When we got our young bloke, um, I, I kind of saw a lot in him that was like like I was when I was his age. Um, and I got him handled from another painter I speak to, Timmy from TJC down. He's, he lives in the same area. And uh, he said, hey, Mick, because I put an ad out, he goes, hey, Mick, I've got this guy. He's contacted me a few times. He seems legit, hangs out with good kids. Haven't seen his work, but I reckon good kids are easy to mould. And I said, all right, yeah. well, get him on and give him a crack. 
first guy we had on, he's been with us two years. He picked up our system very quickly. He wanted to learn. He watched how we did things. He he was he was taught some pretty crappy things from previous things. Um, and he knows, like he comes to work, gets his toolbox straight into it. Doesn't ask, doesn't have to ask. He knows how we work. So we were lucky in that sense. Um, a lot, but I've heard some horror stories, like from a lot of people. I, I find so, the problem is knocking other people's shit out of them when they've been taught a bad way. Well, that's that, out of that yeah, that's the biggest issue, isn't it? You know, yeah. they've been I've got a crap. So I've got a young lad that's two years out of his apprenticeship. It worked. It it, it came to me last June. Uh, I fired him two weeks before our lockdown in March. <laughs> <laughs> Way and he'd had a few, he'd, he'd had a few warnings, yeah. and I think I think he thought jobs were easy to come by. And then about three or four weeks ago, he messaged me. I mean, we still chatted even though I fired him because he's a nice kid. You know, yeah. we'd still message each other. I'd ask about his kid because he has a, a little and he's only twenty one, uh, and he'd he'd ask about mine. And he says, Is there any chance I could come round for a chat, maybe about working for you again?" So he come round, and I just laid law down. I said, "Look, you're self employed. You fuck up, you're fired, basically." You know, so he's he's been back just over a week now, and he does seem to have got his head around it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's also too. It's a matter of um, you need me, I yeah. need you. That's so, it. And you look, yeah, you're the boss, and you've been around a little bit longer. Not to say you won't learn from the young guys, but I think you know, there's there has to be a level of uh, you know, this is what I want and expect. And we go from there, and then respect comes is earned. Yeah, you know? it just needs it's, it's good. It just needs a bit of molding, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, come, it's come from um, bashing porter cabins, right? Which is the, the portable buildings we have, and it's they're still on uh, bloody traditional brushes, oil based paint. Wow! You yeah. know, yeah. Get, yeah, getting him well, it's cheapest. You know, getting him used to that masking tape, proper masking tape. Because uh, all they use it's beige, proper masking tape, and it, they're a case of the deepest pile roller you can get, and the thicker you can get it on, the better, because it's minimum coats. Yeah. One coat wonder. <laughs> yeah, get him out of that mindset. You know, it's it's been a battle, but because he'd been with me for nearly a year previously, he's not so bad now. He's come back. He seems to have gone away, come back, and like I say, his, his head's not up his arse now. He seems to be. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a wake up call to the real world, isn't it? And I'm sure. Like we've all been there when we were younger that we thought we knew it all. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we'll rewind a bit. <laughs> so we jump yeah. straight in there. Who's in the Hartwig household? Who is in it? Um, yeah. Well, it would be myself, of course, um, my wife, and then two yep. kids. So, so How old are the kids? They're young. nine. Young. What's that? <laughs> I'd imagine they're young because you look pretty young yourself. Yeah, then well, nine and six. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and the wife, which I, I actually met her in London. Yeah, oh, is your wife British? No, she's Lithuanian actually. Oh bloody hell! Yeah. Oh. So yeah, funny enough, we met in a pub. Yeah. Of all places. Hell's um, Court. Um, no, in in Putney. Ah, oh, Mike's from Putney. The other, the Polish lad. Yeah, but, uh, uh, a lovely little pub uh, pub down Main Street there called Coat and Badge. Which is just tucked in behind, like Sainsbury's, I think it is. Yeah. And uh, I, I had to indulge her in all my paint gear at the time when I was wearing it on the Saturday afternoon. So, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, 
early 90s, I did a lot of work down London. We used to work near Putney, and uh, I'm not right up on my football, near Fulham, which is just round corner, if I remember right. That, I, I just remember the name at Road Donnerail Street. Uh, we did a lot down there, but we used to stay in Earl's Court because I was the bloke I was subbing to was tight, uh, and Earl's Court was cheap, cheap B and Bs, and used to get all the Aussie backpackers. Yeah. That's why I wondered if it was a pub in in Earl's Court. You'd get a lot of Aussie backpackers in Earl's Court. Yeah, it was the cheapest place to stay if you were travelling. No, so, yeah, there's plenty of places to stay. I'm sure it's all yeah. changed over the years, though, isn't it? Well, this was what. What are we now? It'd be about 28 years ago. Jesus, I'm old. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's when I realised how old I was. I think, yeah, yeah, in my head, that was about 15 years ago. I know. I I, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, I've had this realisation now. I'm 47. And as grim as it is, I'm thinking, I'm past the halfway point, aren't I? <laughs> and that's, that put, that put fear of God in me. I thought just like lemmings hurtling to edge. <laughs> well, look, I tell you, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I'm like, uh, next year I hit the big four zero, and I'm yeah. thinking, where where did the other fifteen years go? Like it, it just it creeps up real quick. And like going back to when we were talking about earlier about the young kids, I was one of them, and everyone from our age now back talking to the young ones say, "Oh, you all say it," but I tell you. It, it's, it, it gets to a point where all of a sudden you hit the tw- late 20s, early 30s, and all of a sudden you peel into the early 30s and the next minute you're knocking on the 40 doorstep and you think, hang on, what what happened? You know, yeah. like it, it goes like that. So I, I remember my 40th birthday like it was a year ago. It was well, my birthday's New Year's Eve of all times. All right. uh, and I'd, I'd always wanted to go to London on New Year's Eve. So my other half says to me, she was pregnant at the time, so we were like, we can't go on the proper holiday this year flying. She says, why don't we do a London New Year's Eve for your 40th? So we did a, a, we had a posh meal, a boat up and down Thames. It was 2012. You guys had just done Olympics. Or it was something to do with you guys at the Olympics. And I yeah. think the UK was showboating with the performance they put on on New Year's Eve, showing we could do it better. And it did it, it, it did make it a brilliant night with all the fireworks and everything. But that in my head, that was like one or two years ago. And I think now, shit, that was seven years ago. That's flown past. You know, it'd be yeah. eight years in a few months. And I, yeah. if I find it scary, it's shooting past. And I find as you get older, time is the most valuable thing you can have. What it, it means not it's your time. No, you're right. And like I when I was younger, I used to do stupid hours, work weekends, seven days a week for months and months and months. Because I could, but also, yeah, I not to say I didn't, don't have to drive now, but I had to drive more so then because I wanted to get my house. I wanted to buy that car I wanted to. I wanted to buy new tools for work. Uh, and now it's kind of like even if a job is not bad money on the weekend, I'm kind of like I don't I don't want to because yeah. I not to say I've got everything now, but I, I, my time is so valuable. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I've worked yesterday, Saturday. Uh, just because we're behind at weather. As I was saying earlier, I've had yeah. about 14 days on a job. I think I've done nine actual works at rain. Uh, yeah. But I learned years ago, I, I was a workaholic, and I learned years ago I crashed and burnt in a bad way, you know, about 15 years ago. So now I just think, well, as long as I've got what I need, it's what you need and what you want, that's the difference. As long as I've got what I need, yeah. you know, I'm happy. You know, I, 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 it's learning to know what you need. 
But it's 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 easy to fall into that pattern, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. You, oh yeah. If you've got that drive, you when you're not working, you I, like I and I still feel guilt. I, like you almost feel guilty. Like I'm I'm not working. Like shit, should I be doing? I've got so much to do. And I'll find out work weekends, and we do occasionally. And about three weeks ago, or probably more, four weeks ago, we worked twenty days straight. And that was just because everything landed on us all at once. And I also said to the guys, we're going to have to just bite the bullet and get it done because we've had a relatively easy start to the year. When I say easy, there was delays with rain, then bushfires, and then COVID come in. So there was a knock-on effect through the jobs. But let's just get it done. And, then you know, it helps the cash flow, definitely. But you you burn out. I think the people I speak to, I've I've spoke to a lot of the younger ones that have messaged me, you know, privately and says it's and they've said the same as what I used to think. It's the fear of well, what if there's no work tomorrow? I'll do it now because there might not be no work in a few things. I said, look, the sooner you learn to say no is yeah. when it becomes easier. Yeah. And that's the well, hardest thing I think, learning yeah. to say no. It's funny you say that because I, I used to think that when I was younger. Like and I worked for a guy. So I did my apprenticeship with so I got out of school and I was confused what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't want to go back to uni because I didn't really enjoy school too much. And I wanted to do, I guess, kind of architecture or comic book art because I love to do drawing and visualization. I've, I've seen your drawings. They're pretty smart. Yeah. So, and I was confused. And the old man being a builder, I just thought, well, I'll go give him a hand laboring. So, you know, rewind a little bit before that. I used to love doing like painting and stuff too, but not household painting, just just love doing shiny stuff on models and whatnot. Not the models we think either. But um, I always liked uh, like art and like canvas work. So that's kind of how I fell into it from that. But so I did, I did labouring with the old man for a while and then I had a guy come over because I was painting the old man's specky homes and I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of thought I did, but I didn't. And he, American guy, he kind of shacked up with an Aussie bird and said, hey, man, he goes, I'm looking for a guy. You look like you know what you're doing. Come and give us, do you want to give us a hand? I pay $18 an hour. Now, 18 an hour back in 2001, that was unheard of. Yeah. And I just thought, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm on. Because the old man, I think he was giving me eight bucks, which was still not bad coin. So I came, I worked with him and he just said, look, he goes, you're good. Not as good as I thought you were. I'll drop you down to 15. And I was like, oh, well, it's a cut, but still better than nothing. And and the way I looked at it, I learned a lot off him. And I was with him for three years and learned systems and ways of how to do things. And I even, as I got better with him and evolved, I kind of brought some things to the table too that he was like, shit, yeah, that's a good idea. And we got along really well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. Is when you can learn off the young ones. There's a lot that are, of the older ones, probably my generation and older, like what the fuck do you know? But I, if some, if somebody, I'm all for, don't care what age you are, if you show me a quicker, faster, or easier way, I will give it a bash. You know, I don't care whether you're not. If you, if I've seen some young ones do stuff, I thought, shit, that's brilliant. Why aren't I thought of that? You know, sometimes yeah. it takes a fresh mind to come up with a better idea. Well, look, for example, and I remember this plain as day, and look, quote me if I'm wrong, and it's probably been taken way before me, but I'd, social wasn't around and whatnot for me to copy it or even see it. We were rolling these four-panel doors, you know, a little tray. 
And I'm like walking this tray around the house. Paint's going to probably spill out of it. I've got to fill the tray up. I've got to work out of the tray with the brush and use a nook roller too. And I'm like, I don't like this. This is just, for me, awkward and shit. So I put a dent in the side of the four-liter can with me knee, and all of my cans have a dent in them. And there's a lot of painters that will definitely can know exactly what I'm talking about here. And I'm like, I put a dent in, I'm like, this is a perfect spot for me to roll my roller on. And I've got a, a can I'm working out of, and it's the can we bought. He come in, he was like, where's your tray? I said, I've binned it. He goes, you what? I said, no, I've binned it. I said, it was just, it was slowing me down. I didn't like it. And he goes, well, so what are you doing? I said, I'm working off me, if me can. And he goes, what do you mean? And he had a look at it. He goes, why the hell didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was only 21 at the time, I think, probably. I think I think most site bashes in the UK have done that or are still doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm talking 20 years ago. And it's just little things like that, like, it doesn't take much to think of it, but it can make a massive difference in, in your whole process. And then they brought the Wooster Pelican out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah they, they make it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, I'm saying that, look, if you look through my van, every can has a dent in the side of it and everyone probably thinks I'm angry. And, yeah, well, look, I'm a painter. That's part of the, the passion. I, I, think the, I think you'd get more stick for working out where I can. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. stick for that where I am. <laughs> oh man, well, that's that's all I've ever done. That's how. We, obviously, unless it's you know you're using a big roller or whatnot, but for a brush and a small small roller, it, yeah. it works a treat. Yeah. So um, going going through your varied, you've had a bit of a varied uh, sort of start, haven't you? Because you've you've done airbrushing, worked on cars, you've even done a stint in UK. Yeah. How did how did you find UK different to Australia work wise? Yeah. Look, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I got I painted for a bit. So the guy I did my apprenticeship with, he got stung by a build build up about by about probably thirty grand, and I'm talking back two thousand and one. So a bit of coin plus his paint accounts and everything. And he just said, "Hey, mate, look, I'd love to keep you on, but he goes, I'm done. I have to let you go." And I said, "Look, I understand, mate. No, no harm done." So I went out on my own a little bit and just did my old man specking homes and uh, worked for some local builders and did my own stuff. And then I, I kind of, same thing, got sick and tired of chasing the money and you know how it is. So I worked for a paint company for two years, which is Waddle. And I worked in their depot selling the industrial side, but also decorative and retail. And after a while, I felt life was stagnant. I was in a relationship that I kind of just didn't, really enjoy or wasn't growing out of anymore i felt confused so i thought i'm going to come over to the uk bucko so i was going to actually do the states but that never happened because me mates bailed on me and it was just me so i thought well i'm just going to go to the uk it's because my brother he'd uprooted and went there three years prior because he was worked for rbs and ubs and whatnot the banks yeah. so I'll come, I'll come over and see him and i'll do do my own thing so i had contacts and i managed to with one of the customers, he said, hey, my cousin's a builder and he's building his house in Putney and he's probably looking for painters, if not labourers. I said, mate, whatever's going, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I've got to do and I'll, I'll work it out when I'm there. So I came over to the UK and uh, started working with this guy and just weekends and Monday to Friday and whatever I could get my hands on painting and, yeah, just kind of did that for a bit. 
and uh, yeah, it was it's different. Like I was trying, like I heard Craig Spokes' interview he did with you the other yeah. week, and he I can get where he's coming from because it's like the flip side for me. So I'm going in there, hey man, can I have some satin enamel, some lotion for walls, and some like what do you want about mate? We ain't got none of that. We've got emulsion, emulsion eggshell. That's it. So what do you mean, mate? So, but yeah, look, it's it's getting your head around the systems and then going around and you're corking stuff, but you can't just put paint over the cork. You've got to then oil-based undercoat, I guess, is going to crack out. Yeah. And then you're putting your emulsion back over the top. And then same with the woodwork. This is all pine. Well, that's what it, when I was there. No, 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 you've got to stop knot that. You've got to stop knot it because all the, all the tap's going to come through. So we had to go and do that. And, yeah. <laughs> God, checking me back a while there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then because you guys have that pink plaster, I can't remember the name. I, I called it thistle. Gypsum, yeah. Yeah. Plaster, yeah. So you trail the whole wall, and which is, I think, which is great for like level five stuff because it's, it saves. It's, it's great if you can get level five, but we can't. <laughs> no. And that's why you guys have matte and flat for everything too. But. <laughs> I thought this is a quick way, but very slow in the same way. But at least the whole wall is the same product. You don't have the Yankscott drywall and then you have a band and then, you you know, your joins in internal. So you're not getting that variation. Regardless, I don't care how good your undercoat is, you're still going to get fluctuations in your walls. Yeah. Down, down a light-driven hallway or whatever it may so, be. Some of the new builds still use that. Some of the new builds just for cheapness of dry lining, as we, yeah. we call it, you know, uh, dot and dabbing, dry lining, whatever you want to call it, taping and boarding. Some, but you just ground and use a primer on it first. But like you say, you can yeah. walk down it and see the ribs. Every every four foot, you can see where there's a rib, where there's a plasterboard. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So you've got that issue with ours, but then your issue was when it cracks, it'll crack. Yeah. Like it'll go from France all the way down to Spain, and then you've you've got to you've got to gouge that all the way down and then reskim. Yeah. And then the cork, you got to undercoat it. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is driving me mad. <laughs> and then, I, then to turn, put insult to injury, I turned around and I'm thinking, any of you boys got a spray gun in here? Yeah, what do you mean spray gun? Everything's brush and roller, son. And I'm thinking, you mad or what? Where's the, where's the gun? So these boys, no, nobody had spray guns. They just yeah. didn't, didn't exist. Yeah, it's uh, it's got more... Spraying's got more and more popular itself over the last eight years over here. But I think half the problem is we don't have as much stuff to spray as you guys. And like, like the Yanks, the size of your spots and the Yanks, it's worth getting a gun out near enough on every job. Summer hours, it don't warrant it. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, look, still, the gun still comes in handy. And I see a lot of you guys, like you said, it's changed a lot. Like, I, I think... So after working with this builder, I went and worked with another guy. He was based in Fulham. And so I did decorating with him for a little bit. And look, look, let's fast forward towards the end of my trip in the UK. He gave me a call and he said, Mick, he goes, I've got this huge place in Earl's Court. It's like a common area, like where everyone, you know, you walk up the staircases, don't go into the apartments. Now, I can't remember how big it was, but this job he was contracted like 300,000 pounds. It was, it was big. And he goes, he goes, he goes, Mick, I've got, he goes, I've got three Romanian guys, give me a hand. They're good. But he goes, I've got a contract of nine months. But we're three months in. 
I've used three kilometres of sandpaper and we're nowhere near seeing paint yet. He goes, I need a hand. I said, all right, Stuart. I said, I'll, I'll give a chop out. He goes, I said, I must say, though, I leave in May. That's when we're done. And this, I think this was probably start of April. And he goes, and I have a trip in Spain. I have organised with me boys on his motorbikes. So I said, all right, go buy yourself a spray gun. He was like, he humming and hurrying. I said, listen, Stuart, get, he ended up buying, I think it was like a, four, I think it was a 495 Ultra back then, not Ultra Max, it was Ultra. I said, give me 1,200 quid. I'll tell you what tips to buy. Go away, have a fun time, and then when you get back, we'll see where we're at with it all. Long story short, he got back. I'd finished 90% of the job with the remaining guys in front of me, prepping, masking, doing what we have to do. Because we had all this handrail, balustrade, ceilings, walls. So I sprayed all the wood, sprayed all the internal corners, still just rolled, traditionally rolled walls and ceilings. He got back and he was just like, shit, you've got me out of so much shit. Yeah. It was ridiculous. He gave me a £5,000 bonus Bloody hell. before we left, which was great because I needed the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were, were travelling, travelling ain't cheap. Yeah. And he just goes, man, and then I've spoken to him a little bit after that and he goes, because you guys call it snagging at the yeah. end of the job. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, I said, how's Stu? How did you go? He goes, man, he goes, to be honest, we went back. We had maybe two weeks of snagging at the end of it and that was it. So from a job that he didn't think he was going to get out in nine months, he ended up finishing three months early. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he, was, he was wrapped. So that, That's a problem I think a lot of, uh, more so over here, is getting your head around it because I think – Masking, masking in Spain, it's going to cost me a fortune because you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. No. But once you've prepped, masked, and ready for spraying, it just you just get to light shit loads. And it, it's it's still system. You can buy guns and masking and everything, but yeah. you need a system in place. And <laughs> don't, with get, my... don't get me started on systems. I've got so many friends that have a pop at me for systems. <laughs> I think and I'm probably going to piss a load of decorators off now in the UK. I think a lot of the problem with the UK is they don't get systems. They don't. Mate, get, it's critical. They're doing it, but they don't realise what it is. They don't realise. And I, I, I listen to the American podcast, and I hate the fact that we're using the word trim instead of woodwork. That irritates the shit out of me. We're losing his identity. But following on from them. You do need your systems in place. And my mates, Chris, oh, you're a fucking pain in ass with it. I ain't been to a paint retailer for, since last June. Have it all delivered. It saves me about two grand a year driving about. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I take deposits. I have my paperwork in order. And it does make it shitloads easier. But people are like, oh, you're making it fucking hard work. No. Do it for a month. Really, yeah. It makes it easy. It becomes an habit. Do it for a month and just look at the money after a month or two that comes in your bank extra and you're not losing. But the trouble is, a lot don't get it. There's a me and there's about probably half a dozen of us that I know that get it and we chat to each other on message, you know, and show each other stuff. Other than that, a lot don't get it and they don't want to know. They're just happy plodding along. See, see for me, if you're not, if you, if you don't have a system in place, yeah, then you might as well not do it. Yeah, and that, that this this applies for everything, not just painting, um, concreting, chippy work, tiling. Is you have to set out, but once you, and not to say that what our system is the right and only right one, I'm, whatever works for each person. But you need a system, and if you don't have that system, you might as well not start. It's so bad. 
I did a podcast the other week, recorded it, and I says to the bloke, when we got to the end, the room 101 style, I don't know if you'll get that one. It says, one of his three things had been systems. He says, there's no fucking need for it. <laughs> yeah. I says, I says, what are you doing now? Whatever, I'll not say his name. He says, so, so. I says, call it what, whatever you want to call it, a system, a process, an habit. It's the same thing. That's it. Words. And it's, it's the same every time. And, yeah, look, every job can be different. But the system is still the same. Yeah, system you is just the same. You mask everything up. You prep everything. You cork. You fill. You don't go start painting one room and then come out and then we, pour yeah, well, that's it. It. You don't go in and pick your brush up straight away once you go in the room. Or if you do, you're not doing it right. But yeah, I, I, no. think, I think the problems with the word system rather than doing it, because a lot of them probably are doing systems. They just don't realize it. You know, it's, it's a method. They've yeah. got in the red as a method. You know, going, yeah. even on new bills, site bashing, you go in, you do this while they're drying, you do that, you do that. It is a system, a process, a method, a habit. Well, yeah, process for the lack of a better of a word, I reckon, definitely. Yeah. You have to. It's got to be done. Like, you know yourself, everything's got to cure a certain way. You, your fill has all got to be dry enough to sand. So we'll go in, you have to fill the whole house at once. Then the next day, you know, that's all ready to dry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, to sand, to paint. So it's dry to paint. You know, it's 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 critical for me. And then to try and tell a builder or someone, oh, they go, oh, can you go out the back and start there? I said, no, mate, it does not happen like this. Do I come and tell you to build a room at a time on this house? And when I say that, not framing, carpet, blinds, you know, everything. I said, we're the same. There's no different. I, th- I think no different. I think the other thing is here as well. I mean, that it, us, we saw it different when we went to Germany. The decorators seem to be the lesser thought of in the building trade in our country. We're just well, a decorator. Where, where's, where's the finisher? Where well, it's been, the finishers? it's been like that for a long time. And I actually, I reckon there's, there's, there's been a little bit of a turning point yeah. now, uh, probably in the last five, six years, that painters slash decorators slash finishers yeah. are actually starting to get a bit of accreditation for their jobs and realizing, shit, there's. There's painters and there's painters. There's a way, way I say it, there's painters and there's decorators. The painters yeah. are still going to be using the shitty purdies. Sorry, purdy. Uh, they're still using oil-based, cheapest contract emulsion, and then you've got the paint, the decorators that are educating themselves. You know, they, they walk in with a fez tool. I often joke about it. You walk on site with a sprayer, it's like you've walked down the main street in a bloody western town with a gun. Like a gunslinger, because you can see all plasters shit themselves and dart for hills. Shit, yeah. our shit work up. I had one, one in March. We did a big barn conversion with a friend of mine, and we got this shit excuse off plaster. This goes back to the level five. It was a winter skim. Right. I was trying to skim it in winter with no lights and cold weather. And that was his excuse for it oh, being shit plaster. Yeah. You know, yeah. I hate it when you turn up with a spray, they just shit their pants. They think, fucking hell, it's going to go up. <laughs> Forget it. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and that's the thing too, mate. Try and explain these things to people too, like and builders that don't get it. They think that you're telling them porkies or some sort of bullshit excuse. And I say, mate, I want to do this job and stay here and finish it as much as you do. Yeah. But the reality of it now is we're in a new season, and that's called winter, which means drying times and curing times are now twice as long. Yeah. You know, but they, get, they just think you're talking shit and they want you to wave yeah. the magic wand. We, we get a popular phrase over here, and it, it pisses us off. If you can piss, you can paint. That's what we get. But the, the normal answer to that is, can you piss in a straight line for eight hours? 
I was just about to say, I reckon I could piss better than anyone else could paint anyway. So Yeah, but it's, that, um, that's what you get a lot off of builders. It's, it's, it's yeah. a, a brush and a roller and four years at college to do this. That's what you get off them. If you can piss, you can paint. Well, I, I, I say to people too, if that's, if, if that's your attitude, why don't you do it? Yeah. You know, like everyone so can jump up and down and say, oh, I can paint. Of course you can paint, mate. You painted your bedroom, weren't the Bunnings? Or being you, you picked up a shitty synthetic Rolo in a in a plastic kit with a crappy brush, <laughs> and you know, and you painted it and you loved it. Yeah. You know, but the minute you get someone that's professional and has done it, and you paid them a bit of bit of money, you can you're picking on their work with a little hair on the wall. Like I think that comes back to educating because some I've been on jobs where they've expected a lot less, and then you, you turn up with all the gear. You have got an idea. You do the you do the job, and they stand back, and think, "Fucking hell, yeah, I can tell the difference." That's why I'm paying more, and it's educating your customers. But that's the hard part, I think, at times, is educating them. Well, and here's an example. We've just done what we're doing. It's towards the end. We've done a big job down uh, Sorrento, which is let's say Brighton yeah. or Portsmouth or something from your side of town, yeah. and we put the price into the building. And it was like, oh, it's a bit much, but he goes, I've seen your work, I really like your work, and I want a really good job. And I said, well, you've called the right guys, and we'll do as good as we can, and hopefully you're happy. And through that process, he was like, Mick, at the start, I thought that was a bit pricey, but he goes, because he was there a bit too, which is good to see. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I can see how much work you've had to do in this job to yeah. get to this stage. And I said, I'm, I'm glad you actually saying that, because a lot of people will turn a blind eye, I'll be ignorant to it. He was like, I can't believe what's involved. And I said, and this is the reason why the costs yeah. can vary. And painting is one trade you would probably agree is it's such a gray area. There's expectations and things that can go awry yeah. very quickly between what you think and what we deliver and what the customer wants. Yeah. And it, it can be a grand, a, a 20 grand job or it could be 80 grand job, but most it could be 20 grand difference. Yeah. But there's such a fluctuation. Whereas when you pour on concrete, it's per square meter. Yeah. It, it mightn't be much difference in the price. You know what I mean? So, and then that's it. Yeah. So it, I've, I've had a very similar thing on the farmhouse I'm on at the moment. Like I said, I've been there, I think it's 14 days or something like that. I, w- I was there 10 days before I even lifted a brush, just prepping the woods. And for, exactly. Farmers are notorious for being tight. You know, the, 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 the good customers, I've had them haggle over prices before, uh, and they are good customers, and I was doing it, and they're trying to nail you down to Penny. Uh, and she says to me the other day, oh, so-and-so, whatever his name is, is, is really impressed with the amount of work. It's, I says, yeah, it's all right. I says, but I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. I says, because I haven't lifted a brush yet. I finally started I painting Wednesday, and all of a sudden, because it's taped up, prepped up, you just shoot past. It's like elastic band. It's like you're pulling yeah. the band with all prep. All of a sudden, you let go and you just gone with paint. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, coming back to systems, that's what it's all about is systems. And we've done a lot of jobs for people where we've spent probably four or five days masking, prepping, filling, and they're like, this job's going nowhere. Yeah. You guys going to be doing time? And I say, mate, next day they come in, looks like an explosion's happened, and it looks like the job's nearly done. I mean, obviously – Paint's gone down and we've got three more coats to wood and prepping and detailing between. But it happens like that. And because everything's masked up, you don't have to worry about overspray on something or this or that. You just fly through it. So I've always been for one, spend a bit of money and top, 
money at the start of the job and time, and you will get that back four times at, yeah. at the back end of the job. Think think about it before you start. That's what I normally do. Plan it out yeah. before you start. You know, and you yeah. can give yourself a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. So no, that's right. But, so going back, yeah, to back it's, to work, it's a system. Have, have you had any low points at all? Because it sounds like you've just been off front blocks and enjoyed and loved every minute. Oh, mate, look, we've all had low points. I, uh, like when I worked with my old boss and then I had to go out on my own and it was a struggle. Kind of being young, nobody takes you. And I, I can speak for a lot of the painters out there that are a lot younger. Yeah. Um, they don't take you seriously. And whether or not it's because it's experience or you might be a little bit cocky or whatever it is, but you're trying to find your foot in the world and just want you just want that one crack. And I, I say to a lot of painters, and I have a lot of painters ask me questions, and I'm happy to help them. There's no secrets on my end and whatnot. I say, mate, it just takes one job. One job, and then it's a snowball effect. You still got to work for it. It won't just land in your lap. Keep chipping away. But you have to. You have to. Well, what else do you do? Yeah. So you have to, you have to be driven. You have to be focused. And there's, look, I'm not going to lie. There's been many times in my career I'm just like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm ready to throw the towel. But I have been doing it for, oh, I don't even know, what, 21 years now? Yeah. I couldn't do the math. Yeah. Um, but two, if I do do that, what what else am I going to do? Yeah. And I can guarantee you, and every painter will say the same, mate. When paint's in your blood, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. You're well, just, an apprentice now, aren't you? At something else. <laughs> yeah. So I've had low points. I remember when I was in the UK, I couldn't I couldn't land a job because it was I don't know why it was hard. After I'd done a few jobs, um, we went to a stage where. I finished that one job and I couldn't get another job and I felt shit. Yeah. And that was even worse because I was in another country and I, and going for a lot of people that probably the same thing here that are from the UK, Scotland or Wales or whatever, they come here and just think, oh, he's just a backpacker traveling. He's, he just wants coin. You know what I mean? And a beer today gone. Yeah, yeah, yes, I wanted money and coin, but I actually still took my job seriously and if things went away, I, I, I'm sure I could have probably got a sponsorship and stayed there. That that was not an issue for me. But I, I suppose social media dealt with that now, because at least if if it was if if you was the you know the younger Mick coming back then and you had social media, because of the network you have now, you'd probably you know on Instagram you'd be chatting to someone saying I'm you know I'm looking at coming over to UK next year and they'd say yeah I've got some work if you want to come and be oh, for a couple of mate. months you know. That would soften the blow massively. So, like, yeah, you're right. I did everything on my own back without no social. It was purely just contacts and then trying to make contacts when I was there. Nothing was ever set up. Nothing was like, hey, hey, I'm coming over. Can I backpack with you? And yeah. your boss need a hand and all this stuff. So Social media makes it hell of a smaller world in a, in a fact. It, yes, for good and for bad. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. so, so on opposite end at scale to that, what's been your highest point so far? Oh, highest point. Um, I don't reckon there's any kind of benchmark, I would say. I just reckon that, I reckon when you reach a high point, it's kind of like, this is great. Where Where can we go from here? Yeah. I think if you set yourself a bar and you get there, then you're basically giving in to going, well, I'm done now. Yeah. I reckon it's like, and I, I, I try and apply this to nearly every job that we take on too. Let's make this one of our best jobs. And look, 
I'm going to be honest, some don't turn out that way just purely due to how the jobs are run or how things evolve. Yeah. You know where I'm going. It happens. But, <laughs> yeah, but every job we try and do, we always try and go, let's make this a benchmark. And the one that we've just done in Turak, I reckon this would probably be very close to the probably the best woodwork we've done. It's just almost immaculate. And with the painter's eye, which is shit, right? <laughs> It's it's really annoying because I I also came from an automotive background and that was hell for yeah. me coming into normal household painting because what you see in automotive is what you see and that's it. There's no I oh, should be right and we'll get away with a couple of coats. Yeah. And that drove me mad when I came back into household because you'd never get out of the house. Yeah. Now, ten percent of us would probably see it. 90% of the clients would go, this is, a, this is amazing. I've never seen yeah. shit like this before. So it's kind of like drawing yourself back and going, oh, I'll let that slide. It's, you know? this, so, this is a conversation I have regular with many a decorator. I think any self-respecting decorator leaves a job and you're always thinking when you finish the job, could I have yeah. done it better? Could I have done it faster? Could I have done it any different way? You know, I think I think we're too self-critical at times. It's learning. It's like I think it was Nick Slavic on his says he's giving hundred hundred and ten percent, and his customers is eighty percent would be good enough for his customers. But it's finding that balance, and he was doing too much work where it was costing him because yeah. he was staying longer than it needs to be. You know, that, that, that's about yeah. nail on head for it. You know, it's I think where, it's learning well, what your customers expecting. Well, and that's that's what going back to the grey. Gray area. It's your expectation, what we deliver, and that's really hard sometimes to judge. Um, and you can go to a brand new joint, which is easier because you know you're the only one touching that woodwork. You don't know yeah. what's been on there and whatnot. It's going to come up as good as what you always deliver. When it's a repaint, it's a bit different. Yeah. So how far do you want me to go with this? Do you want it to look new? Because yeah. then if you want it to look new, let's rip all the skirting out and do it new. Fill every knock and ding on skirting board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and look, I've done many places in the UK where it was like we're talking 100, 110, 150 year old homes that just absolutely had a hammering. Yeah, and they got wood chip wallpaper through the joint, and it's like you want that wood chip off. And they go, yeah. And I go, I learned very quickly. You re- do you realise why there's wood chip on that wall? Because there isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your preference, new build or or uh, repaints? Look, I, I do like new builds probably marginally more yeah. because it's just it's a streamlined system. You just in, you know what you're doing, you know you're not gonna have problems, you know what, what you're up, up against, and you know you, you, your craft is like 110%. Yeah. But in saying that, I do like a repaint here and there because it, it throws something in the mix. Yeah. Like your you know, I've done five, six new homes in a row. I want a little bit of a challenge or something different. So yeah, and then you get both. You'll get one that's an extension on the rear of a Renault, and then you've got to redo the front and then do the new at the back. So they're they're both they're both fun, but See, new for me. For me, for me over here, new build, I hate it. It's 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 gone to a. It's, <laughs> it seems more like a. Most come down to a reasonable, half reasonable job for quickest and cheapest, and it is we we know it as site bashing, or me and a few others know it as dark side. Because you cut corners, <laughs> you we've all done it. You prime your skating board with a bit of emulsion in cupboards because it's quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've all cut corners, and for me, 
I've, I've got a lot of mates who love it because they're chasing around on site thinking they're millionaires and they don't have to deal with customers. And that's why they love it. Yeah. Like you said, there's no yeah. customer. Whereas I'd rather, some of my customers, they've seen my kids grow up. I've seen their kids grow up from like three years old and now they're at uni. Another thing that makes me feel old. You know, they'll ask out kids, I'll say, how are your kids, Chris? This, that, other. They follow you on social media. And for me, that's where it's at now. Whereas years ago, I probably used to love new build because you just go in, tear it through, earn your money and out. Whereas now I'd rather have a bit of a personal experience and deal with people. Yeah, look, uh, and going back to that, like you've got the the problems with new builds too is then you've got to deal with not the builders, but then you might have an architect. Now, that, that's a different thing you got to deal with again. And you just think, oh, my God. Why, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I've been through enough. Those are the whole other trades. Yeah. When about three years ago, I had two days off, went back, and kitchen fitters in there. They'd given the customer choice because it was sold from footings up, and they'd had it white all the way through. Went back, and the the kitchen fitter was in there, orange sawdust off off all the bloody MDF, all up the bloody wall. All in top yeah. of bloody equipment, so I had to hoover it all out. And I just thought, Fuck, fucking mentality of this, you know. The, the, all, but yeah. all I'm bothered about is getting in, earning the money and getting out. If you've got a team that's, that works together, you're all right. That's the most annoying thing too is the deadlines. Like, and you know, I, I actually, I was, I was actually even contemplating putting on my quotes um, time, time-saving fee because every time it comes down to the painter, oh, shit, handover's in four weeks. Yeah. But it's dragged out over, let's say, the build's two years. Their schedule says painting four weeks and then snagging at the end. Your four weeks has now been compiled down into two. And then they go, but also on top of that, we want you to finish in, in maybe just under two, but we need the stone guys, the tilers, and everyone else to come in to finish their stuff too. And you're just like, how am I supposed to do? And then they have the audacity at the end of the job to run through and go, we're going to do a defects list. What do you mean, man? Defects? None of this would be on the list. If you if, didn't have joiner in here, we saw dust. You have bits in that corner. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just, I, I, I know every time I get into a little bit of a heated argument with a builder or anyone, I say, do you, when, when you when you see a Ferrari being built in Italy, do you see half of them in there playing Tomantino while they're spraying up a Ferrari? There's one person, it's the painter, and that's it, unless it's mechanically done, yeah. and that's it. So what do you expect? And I said, and, and, and then we get, we get crucified if there's a lamb's wool pit of hair on the wall or what. I said, we're in an environment that you can't even control yeah. marginally. My, my, so, my terms and conditions have on it's that's the price on Proviso we've got a clear run. If we haven't got yeah. a clear run, we drop on today work, which is that an hour, which is normally about seven pound fifty an hour more than what I would be on. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, you it's to, getting it done. You have to be, you've got to be like I don't like to be brutal, but in a, in a way, it's also it's not even about the money for me. It's my time. Yeah, because you're wasting my time, which means in in turn, I'm I'm screwing over another builder or another job, which then they're not going to be happy about. So it's a knock on effect. Yeah. And I've had that with some builds that are three months delayed. And I'm like, how do I even schedule three months? How, how, how do I know that you're going to be three months late? Yeah. Yeah. But we managed to do it. 
But you're still I've, happy to pick our shit too. I've, I've had it where this this one particular last one I used to do new builds for, you, but like Chris, they're ready. I got there, they were still skimming ceilings downstairs with plaster. And he wanted to make bones spray. Yeah. I says, You've got no chance. I come off the job. It was just before I went on holiday to Greece. I rung up and just said, I won't be doing any more. And he says, why? I says, because I, I never ready when I get the We've had this conversation. We've sat down. Because he was a property developer. I says, me, you, and the builder, we've sat down, had this conversation. And it's, it's it goes great for a couple of houses. Then it starts slowly falling back into it. Yeah, but I pay your day work when, when they're not ready. I know, but I'm putting my, my other customer back three days, which makes me look at it because I'm yeah. never moving them back. Yeah. You know, and I just think, yeah. I, can't, I can't wear that. Going back to that again, it's 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 perception, isn't it? Yeah. Like my ready would be nowhere near what you think's ready. Yeah. Like I say, my ready. I tell you what, my ready is when you've got the carpet guy knocking on your door. Yeah. That's my ready, <laughs> which I know that it's ready. Yeah. You know, because like I've been there before. Like you said, you go, oh, it's ready, and then you get there, and they go, oh, well, he's got to finish off a few things at the front, start at the back. I said, mate, it doesn't work like that. I mean, and, and in saying that, though, not every job, like cause some jobs are massive scale. So I don't expect a, a 1,200-square mansion to be ready all at once for us to paint because, to be honest, if you give me a level. Give me first floor, give me ground floor, then give me basement, but not half a level because then it just yeah. you, you're waiting for things to cure and drying Jump, time. Jumping room to room doesn't work like that, does it, or up and down or house to house? No, you, you know? can't. It's just... It's counterproductive, and what they don't understand is they're actually shooting themselves in the foot by operating like this because then you're coming and going so much and stuff's not drying and you can't do your process, which means that it ruins their whole schedule. Yeah. So, so where, where do you see HPS in five, ten years' time? I I reckon we'll continue probably doing it the way we do. I think it works well. I've heard of a lot of companies that – go into partnership they fall apart very quickly well i've been in partnership with well so i started off with craig originally it was just him and me in 2008 when i got back from the uk uh, again i got back from the uk i'm like what do i do do i still continue with painting or do i go do something else so I ended up with him and fast forward what 12 13 years and we're still kind of here so there's four, there's, there's four of us. I think we'll continue what we're doing. I, I personally don't want to get too big because I think when you get big, you lose control of quality. You lose control of everything. We Maybe maybe another apprentice or, or two, maybe. Maybe. Definitely probably one more. Yeah. But I, I think we'll just continue doing what we do. Like I, I think there's only so much work that four men can do. Yeah. But I think we get through a substantial amount of work with just four guys too. So, I, so I've, I've grown. I've had blokes work for me. I crashed and burned. Like you say, you lose control to a degree. Uh, you, you, painting it is. It's not like it's not like with, with, with Sparky, the light turns on, turns off, as long as the house doesn't burn down. Yeah. And a plumber, you flush the water and, it, you know, shit doesn't end up in the kitchen somewhere, then, then it's fine. But with painting, everything is there in front of you. Yeah. And you, you, everyone can be a critic. It, it's easy to be a critic. Yeah. It's it's job it wells to pick fault. Yeah, I I I want to grow to a point where I'm creating a demand that's more than I can give, so I can drive my prices up a bit and cherry pick the work I want. Well, I think I think we're we're kind of like 
not to say that that's what I'm planning to do, but I think it's all about reputation. Yeah. And, and if people see what you do, regardless if it's on social, and look, some things can look very polished on social too. We go, hey, that looks amazing. Well, and then you get to a job and go, shit. <laughs> so, but in saying that, I think we, we've kind of built a very good relationship with a lot of our builders, and it's been either short-lived relationships, as in it's still going now, as in like two, three years, and then we've had some that have been 10, 15 years, and they're still fine. Yeah. Um, we've had some where I'm just like, Jesus, this just didn't, just not working, I don't want the headache. Yeah. So you move that on. So gets to a point where you can, like you said, you can pick the builders you want to work for and also the ones that want to listen to how you want to operate their job yeah. because you've come to me to price and to do the work and where we're giving you the work, but you also need to then allow us to to run our side of the job. It's your project yeah. that you've employed us to do our side of the job. Let me do my thing. Yeah. yeah, and and I get it with some new builders. They don't know you, and I understand that can be like, uh, but once they see your system and go, hey, we can make this work, I'm willing to listen. Yeah. Then it, that should be, it should be like a marriage. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, you do that, and hey, it's happy. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it's like, like you said, it's all process, it's all system, and I think, if everyone just kind of listened a bit and had a, had faith and trust in the trades that they employed or contracted out to do the job, then I think you know things can go can, can go very very well. So, if, so if you could go back to the eighteen year old Mick and give yourself the advice of what you know now, what would that be? Oh shit, that's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> hey? I've changed that round a bit yeah. off, uh, off the thing. You did, yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't listen to myself, I reckon. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this old bastard? Yeah. Um, uh, the, do you know why that, oh. Bob? Because I was watching Back to the Future 2 last night. And it, right. it, it was the part right. where, what's his name, Biff Tanner goes back and it's the old Biff Tanner and he pulls yeah, up yeah. Biff Tanner in the 50s. And he says, yeah. who, who are you? What do you know? And then he starts, Carl says, how do you know how to do with that? Because it's temperamental. And I just thought, yeah. you know, I, I twisted it round because I watched that last night. I thought, oh, yeah, what, what, what would I do if I was going back to me 18 years ago, you know, went to I was 18, well, I'd give myself. Well, I'd probably give myself the sports almanac for one. <laughs> um, uh, look, I'd, I'd probably just say still just believe in yourself. Do what you're doing. Look, it's going to be a hard battle. Yeah. Um, if you obviously couldn't give away secrets and your future and obviously there was some sort of, you know, unwritten rule that you can't say this and can't say that and do that, but just battle at it. I, I remember, and it's funny how you say that there's some things that stick in your mind. Like I remember a lot, but there's some things, and we were on a job, and this was going back to when I was apprentice with my boss, and there were two chippies there. I called them Daryl and Daryl. They looked identical. And... And they go, we, he goes, we used to be painters. And I said, was that the reason why you become chippies? He goes, yeah, yeah, no, we just, we were chippies now. We just didn't like the painting. And I figured, yeah, because you can, you can stuff up here and we have to fix it. But I didn't say that, of course. But, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, because I think I was about eight, oh, 19 or 18. I just got out of school. And he goes, you're, you're pretty good. He goes, I reckon you'll make it. And that's just one thing that's stuck in my head. Yeah. And I think it's it also comes down to a passion too. You have to, you have to be a certain breed to be a painter. Like you really got to be different. Um, but then also even more so different 
to kind of love the job. Yeah. That that's a different kettle of fish. So, like you say, in your blood. You, you, it, it, yeah. You know, them that in, in the yeah, blood, it's so the job it paid. If you combine the two, but then also have the urge to push yourself further on each job or try things differently or, you know, like it's nothing wrong with finding a system that works. I reckon that's great because you can really finite that system and make it, you know, faster, faster, better. But why not try some new things? There might be a new product that comes on the market and you're like, hey, I'm going to give this a go. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, this is just all hype. This is shit. And, and after a while, you know what's going to be good even before you've used it. You know, you just go, I don't know. I know. But I'm I'm not one to just say also that's crap and not use it. I'd like to use it first or trial something and then have an opinion. There's a lot of a lot of planners out there Sheep. that go, oh no, this is the best. This is the best. Yeah. Have you tried anything else? Nah, man, I use Dulux. Yeah. How long have you been using Dulux for? Oh, 25 years. You using anything else? Nah, this is the best. Yeah. Well, you you don't even have an, you don't even have an, an argument the base you know you're based on. Yeah. So try, try something else. If it works. What, what what I tend to do with paint, say I'm using paint A and it works in my system and people are banging on about paint B. I'm a bit late to party because I like to see I like to see any problems ironed out. Like why well, I don't get this new iPhone as soon as it comes out. Wait till the developed yeah. helped it, got rid of all the glitches. But same with the paint. Everyone bangs on about it. I try it about six months after. And then say I'm using paint A and it's ten ten pounds a gallon. And I try paint B. I think does it do the same as that one for £10 a gallon? Any better or worse? If it's better, then swap it out. If it doesn't do it any better, stick to what I know. You know, just because yeah, right. just because that paint B works for you, it ain't going to work for me in my system the way I work because I use a different brush, I use a different roller, I like a different size tip on my sprayer. You know, our jobs work different, so it's got more time to dry. It's finding what works for you and sticking with it until you find something better. But just keep trying. That's right. You have to try. And it's funny, actually, just come come back to my mind when you had that last um, podcast. I heard you talk about the spray tips and the LPs and yeah. the FFLPs, and, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I, I actually use, I, I I've used all of them. Yeah. But I, I actually, I'm a big fan of the um, the Wagner fine finish tips, which are the purple ones. Yeah. For me. Like you said, and some paints just work well with that tip, and then you'll put it in another product and go, "What the what? It sounds weird. It doesn't give you a pattern. It doesn't lay down, and you just can't work out what's going on. It's just the product and that tip." I'm, I'm laughing because I had an education in spray tips this week. <laughs> um, I had somebody I can't say, but I had somebody contact me that the, uh, the same thing as you, and they gave me an education. Why? Why the, t- why, why the tips are hit and miss. I could tell yeah. you off air, uh, but I can't divulge it on air, but I can tell you off air why. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, they agreed with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, there's just some things that just work and some that don't. Yeah. It's, it's odd, I don't know, for whatever reason and why. And that's the thing with painting too. It's, it's so like, it's like you almost have to be a sorcerer. There's, yeah. You've got the weather. Then you've got you know the the product you're using. Then then the equipment you're using. Then your tips you're using. What thinners are you using? If you're using thinner, it's there's so many variables. It's like gold. Yeah. Like it's almost impossible. Yeah. To kind of work out. But if you do it every day, day in day out, you can knock out those variables, which makes things 
easier yeah. to apply. Yeah, you turn you turn up to the job and you think, right, so you know, instinctive doing that, that, and that. So I need that, that, and that, and I need to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's every job is an assessment. Yeah, it's it's completely it's a different thing, and this is where I don't. I don't think this a lot of appreciation has been given. Not to say that I was like, hey man, I want everyone to bow down, you know, hail, hail painters. But it's it's yeah, you're right. From not until recently, I think there's been a bit of appreciation, like because all these big builds that go on, multi-million dollar projects, and it's kind of like you've come this far with Italian stone and you've got, you know, porcelain through the whole house and you've got all this stuff. And then you go with a painter. <laughs> Not a painter, a painter, yeah. and you've taken a brilliant home to it's a it's a good home, it's a great home, but it could have been an amazing home, yeah. and you've just destroyed the very last the thing. finishing touches. Yeah, the finishing, but also because they're running out of budget. Yeah, like and a lot of painters can agree with me. So they come down to the wire, like oh. maybe get to a bottom, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, we had thirty grand on the job, or whatever it may be. Let's say we've only got ten left, yeah. and I'm like, well. Get on Airtasker, mate. It ain't gonna be me. So, <laughs> are you uh, anyway. are you are you a techie lover at all? Do you use any tech at work? Or is, or is I phone and off you go. I've got, I've got me phone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and any any apps you recommend or out that you use for work, or is it just? Well, I probably from your videos, there's one called InShot, which I think a lot of painters or anyone can use. It's very easy. A friend of mine. I've been trying to find this because a friend of mine mentioned it Thursday this week. In shot, and yeah. there was another one. Uh, it'll come back to me. There's in shot. Oh, it's like a there's in shot, and then there's a video editing one. Yeah, well, this one does. It's, I mean, look, I'm sure. I've just all I've done is I found one that does what I want to do, and it's relatively easy to use. I can add music to it. I can add photos. I can add videos. Yeah. So if I want to do a small video for me Insta, that's the one I'll use, yeah. cut and paste, whatnot. It's, it, it just works for me. Yeah. It's very easy, very simple. In- um, and then you've got your low motif, which you can just do your stories with music and upload that to your stories. Um, outside that, not really. Like I, I, I get frustrated with technology. That's probably another reason why I never use my blue link on my gray code. Like I'd probably hit that with a baseball bat before I'd even attempt to try and get that to run. I, I don't get the um, point. I've 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 got gray code sprayers, and I think the four nine five PC Pro's probably got too much stuff on it to go wrong as it is without it being blue link. But I'm thinking, by the time I've got my phone out my pocket, because I, I keep my keep my meticulously clean. By the time I've got it out of my pocket, and turn pressure up. I just rather walk to where I need to be. No, nah, <laughs> but look. When it first came out, I thought this is great. This is a stepping stone, and maybe it still is. But they 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 fell off the stepping stone with this one. And don't get me wrong, I love me Graco's. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll be brutally honest too. If I think something doesn't work or I don't like, like I've I've said to a lot of people, I'd, I'd be a logistical nightmare to try and sponsor because I kind of I, I mix things up a lot. Yeah. Say and say yeah because if, if it's crap, sure. I'll say it's crap. You know, no, I'm not going to no, kiss their no, ass no. just because they're going to give me one. I'd, I'd rather just pay for it no, no. and be honest. You know. So I've said this many times. I've got enough to deal with getting on site, making sure the site's clean. Everyone's out. Everything's masked. Weather's right. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. The paint's good. If it isn't good, I'll put the heat gun on the can. Get that going. Clean me tips. Get me tips in. Get the pressure up. 
then to stuff around with a freaking blue link that won't connect. And the minute you walk out the door, it disconnects to tell me how many liters I've sprayed out of that hose. I really don't care. And then, like, then <laughs> four hours editing a two two minute video to put on Insta to get you free. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> for me, it's a waste of time. And I thought when it first came out, I'd be up a scaffold and I'd be like, right, the pressure's a bit low. Let's turn it up on my phone. Yeah. Can't do that. Now, I've been told maybe down the track they might be able to do that, whether or not it's that model. But I, I just, like, I'm like, for me, you know, oh, we'll turn it off. Like, the paint's running low. I know you can do Watchdog on it, which is cool. Yeah. But I've, I, I, I tried around for an hour one day to, when I first got my, my new unit with it, and I just said, I can't be asked with this. Yeah. I've got to deal with others. So I reckon Graco I've got some great things, but I think that one's just missed the mark a little bit. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. So what's the best advice you can give for selling yourself? Oh, look, I, I think outside probably what we do, and that's the reason why I kind of jumped on Insta and I'm not a big social media person. But I think the biggest thing I could probably sell myself is that we've been in the industry for 20-odd years. And one would be now we've been in the industry and we're still busy in a freaking pandemic. Yeah. So. We obviously then know what we're doing, but also without sounding cocky and arrogant, you, you want a good job, we'll give you that and we're happy to work with you. And not every price is in concrete and there's always negotiation and room to move. Yeah. But in saying that too, I'm not going to cut my own throat doing it to find work. If, if it's too expensive and you think that it's too expensive, then go find someone else. But I'm more than happy to price future projects and you know meet up on site that's just not the end of the relationship we can still continue on from that but i just think we've been in the industry long enough like i think we've got a vast knowledge of applications across many many mediums and if if we were weren't any good at what we did do we would have been probably long gone by now so are are you guys finding you i mean at beginning at pandemic i spoke to loads of decorators that were like oh we've got an economy crash coming we're going to be in a recession and i must admit i had thoughts thinking you know, I'll, I'll try not to think about it but it might happen but i think at the moment whether it's going to alter touch what it doesn't but at the moment we seem to be busier than ever are you guys the same over there people are sat at home yeah. and my house looks shit i need it decorated <laughs> right well to be honest like let's say we lived in uh in a bubble yeah. where we didn't know what the outside world was going on, kind of like uh, that that uh, the Truman Show. Yeah. Right? Ah, we watched that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's One of our favourite. Uh, yeah, we watched it again. Yeah, we showed my daughter yeah. because she's 12. Yeah. Brilliant show. So let's say, let's say you didn't know. Like, just say you're living in the world, but you didn't know it was a pandemic, but it was there. I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. The only thing that affected us at the start of the year, and it probably affected most people anyway, was we had – we had the bushfires, which was quite significant, which stopped and delayed not everything, but certain things coming in and out of the state, like transportation, which is a knock-on effect. And then just as that started to clear up, we had a lot of rain, which was not forecasted in summer, like it's crazy rain. So we went from stupid bushfire to then all this rain. It's kind of like, well, how come... <laughs> yeah, how come the rain didn't happen when the bushfire was happening? I mean, it helped at the end of it, but... 
So that knocked on exterior work, scaffold work, and it's just, you know, with building, the, the, everything's kind of tries to work for like clockwork, but un- unfortunately we're at the at the mercy of Mother Nature and everything else. And just as that came out, then the pandemic kicked in, which then put everyone on oh, high alert, you know, and that went crazy. So we had three months delay with stuff that now now we're, we're, we're kind of doing. Yeah. So. We're, we've we've been good, like, and in saying that, we're very very blessed to still be able to work. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people doing it tough, and I really feel for mainly the restaurant, you know, owners and the people. That it's 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 the schools. Me, me and my uh, other half talk about schools yesterday. My lad, they've been off since about twenty third of March, not been to school. Uh, yeah, he's it was his birthday Wednesday this week. He was seventh youngest. And they had a day at school, because we all live around corner. They had a day at school Thursday, uh, just to show them, because they're having hubs in the school. It's only what we call juniors. Uh, and they've got, they're have got having hubs in the school. And basically, uh, sorry, I'm just cutting my phone off. Someone's trying to ring me. The, uh, <laughs> they're, they're showing them, because trying to get through to a seven-year-old you've got to keep apart is hard work. And... A lot of time, I think, yeah, teachers have got it easy. But after all this, lot, I think they've got it bloody hard because my daughter, she's she's at secondary school, high school, whatever you want to call it, and she's been on Google Meet where she's had to log in every day. It's about five hours and do certain lessons. Some kids don't do it. So now when the kids come back, the teachers have got to keep all the kids apart, but then they've got to sort of assess them that haven't been doing homeschooling or everybody they've got to assess, but some have been doing homeschooling, some haven't. So they've now got to assess who's at what level and then, yeah. and then, and then get the ones that have been late yeah. and done bugger all. They've got to get them to that level. You know, and I just think they've got it. To be fair, I think this time around, teachers have got it pretty shit. You know, all the key workers. It is. It's oh. shit like and it. It's the same with the parents yeah. too. Like you've got parents that are trying to homeschool and like, Let's be honest. Anyone that's got kids, and let's say between the age of five and eleven, yep. they don't listen to you at the best of times. Yeah. Let alone trying to homeschool. Yeah. Where it's when it, when you've got that that third wheel, which is the teacher, yeah. they're kind of like, oh, I'm gonna have well, half and push like, the boundary. My little lad's been doing time. He's like, I say, he's just turned seven, and he's fine with the clock and the hands. It's when it gets to digital, and trying to explain right. to him eight forty. And we're getting frustrated with him because it's like he's guessing, but it's like we were saying the teacher's been taught how to teach it, whereas we're yeah. trying to teach it, and it's two it's different stuff, yeah. you know. And, and that's that's where you know, it is. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of uh, kids that stay down too this year, just repeat yeah. the year because they've essentially missed half the year we, or nearly all. Of we it. watched a program at the start of pandemic when we were in lockdown, and it was saying. What they might do is the kids that have um, gone through this, they might have a mark on the record that shows us they basically be known as the Corona kids because they missed a big chunk of school. So they'll, they'll be given yeah. a bit of leeway because they've missed a bit of school sort of thing. Let's hope they don't have to do um, brain surgery or anything because uh... – <laughs> He missed a bit of leeway, but he took a chunk out of your head that you needed. My, 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 my kids are geeks, but I don't think they're that clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you see our trade headed? Our trade? Um, yeah, interesting. I Actually, 
Danny from Top Line PC. I don't know if you follow him or not. I, I, got I, a lot I of respect follow him. I follow him yeah, to all this podcast. I think he's. I think. Yeah. He's yeah. 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 He's. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for Danny. He's um, like almost. I'd say an ambassador for painting. You know, yeah. he's got obviously a big following. It's, it's, what not? He for, does very me, well with it. For me, he's one of the uh, the proper painters to follow. Hundred <laughs> percent. He knows his craft. He's very good at his craft, and also. You know, he, he's he's giving everyone else that drive, or people that are you know new into it, or even people that are old into it, looking for yeah, uh, you know, passion again. So, I he he posted something when he did thing with Titan, and I and I missed it because I was thinking in my head, where do I see? But I think technology with on-site painting has come massively in 10, 15, 20 years. Like, I, we're doing stuff now that they were doing in spray booths on site yeah. 15 years ago, you know, yeah. and still there are critics out there, which I want to like kick in the head. But anyway, um, I, I, I think, I think oils, are, unfortunately, because I love my oil paints. I do. On a but moment. <laughs> that, 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 will, that will go. And there's only a matter of time before they do, but there's only a reason why they're still on the market is because they still serve a purpose that water can't. Yeah. So stain blocking, from from water well watermarks not so much but probably let's say smoke oils inks all that type of stuff or that's still all there if if water was so great which everyone claims to be oil will be long gone yeah. it's it's so, it's a build on it I've been undercoating old sash windows this week and once you get yeah. undercoat it's such a build level you can sand it back and you can get don't get wrong you get some good water bases and even more so if you can and you've got the money and the time to spray it yeah. but the oil you can build it and you can flat it off whereas yeah. sometimes with the water base you're so scared of burning through it and putting yourself back yeah. you know but it's, the oil it's it's nice to use it now and then i forget how nice it is to use i've got this job external yeah. and another especially one. on a brush yeah because it just gives you that window where you can kind of just keep on coming back and playing with it a little bit if yeah. you have to yeah you know? spraying is great too because you can add your retarders or you can add your um you know your activators into it yeah. and make it flush off quick and you can do wet like wet on wet coats that's what we used to do with the automotive you do wet on wet so people go, how do you do two coats in the same day? I go, easy, spray over the first one. Yeah, well, I've, you know? <laughs> I've, I've got a friend that used to do, uh, he used to do modified minis. Uh, he's, yeah. he's into automotive. They used to put motorbike engines in the old classic minis. And he had his workshop yeah. there. And part of his job, because he got his workshop cheap, he had to build the body kits for them, custom, and spray them. And I, he did a car, it's, I don't know if it's on my Instagram, we had an old Vauxhall Astra. Um, mm. And he, he did. He resprayed it me cheap because we got it cheap because it was full of stone chips. Because some young boy racer would be wheel spinning it, uh, and I laboured for him. And you realise what's going to it. But I learned a lot from his side before I picked up a spray sprayer again over here. Because I had I did some down in Kent years ago and London, and then I stopped doing it. And then before I got back into it, I happened to work with Gareth. Uh, and he was showing me all the stuff, and you can pick some good stuff up from them and bring it into ours and vice versa. You can blur the borders a bit, you know, and take some yeah. stuff from them yeah. and apply it to yours. You know, but yeah, 100%. He, he showed me the wet on wet because it's what he used to do when he used to colour code bodywork. He'd say, we'll do a wet on wet on, wet on bodywork, you know, like the slightly textured skirts on the side. He'd say, oh, we'll do wet on wet. Yeah, on. Yeah. What's that? So he, he did show me, and then he showed me how to set a gun up, which has come in handy recently. With the compressors, because you're getting people saying, "Oh, that gun won't work on that; it's going to run out of air." 
you know, because it can't, the compressor can't serve it. I've not had no issue with what I've used so far. You know, but it's, uh, it's it's great to pull stuff off other people. Look, and the, I think that's the beauty about this this Insta kind of following. Like, it's it's got some great things. It's also got some pretty shit things. But I don't like to try and positive too much on the focus on the on the on the negatives too much. But um, we've I've met some great people on here, and I, I like I said, I was never a social media person. I only just kind of fell into this, and I'm only new to this game when I say new, the last three, maybe four years on it. Yeah. Um, there's some people who have been on it for, for years. And I just fell into it from a family friend and he just said, oh, are you on it? And I said, oh, no, because I thought it was like a Facebook thing. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Facebook for me is just, yeah. Oh, we'll leave that for another conversation. But, um, I just, I, I only did Facebook when I travelled UK and that was the only means of keeping in contact with yeah. families and friends abroad. And that was great for that aspect. But um I thought, uh, so I, I gave it a go, and, and it just took off. It looked, went really well. When, when I say take off, like, okay, I've got, I don't know, what, 2,000 followers or something. That's really nothing in the scheme of things, yeah. and some people have got 10, it 20, It depends 50. who your followers are, though. Well, and that too. Like, I, I'm not – that's another thing. I'm not on here to go, hey, man, I've got 10,000 followers. Otherwise, I could just go buy them. Yeah. I mean, really, what's that going to do? Quality, not quantity. Like, and that you took the words out of my mouth. Like I, I've always believed in quality, not quantity, and we that's how I've wanted to target. It's not like I've got ten thousand more than you or eight thousand more than you. I've got what I wanted out of it. From now, from now in, it's it, everything's a bonus. Yeah. So it's, it's like life. I'd rather have three quality friends than twenty fake friends. You know, yeah. Three, three friends yeah, I could bring right. up if I were, if I were in prison that would come and bail me out. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you get them on I'll, I'll touch on it briefly but like I said another conversation Facebook they'll not speak to you on Facebook but they'll go down the street and they'll say hiya or vice versa or when they're out on New Year's yeah. Eve they'll come over like all pally and you think fuck off you don't speak to me any other time you just want to look popular you know yeah that's right look yeah <laughs> so yeah we I, I jumped on it it's done well and I also use it Mainly, like I'd say, ninety-five percent business. Yeah, I just kind of like it. Keep keep it like that. Yeah, I, I yeah. target my customers or my potential customers. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, what's um, what's your favourite product to use at the moment? I'm a, I'm a big Hames man. I love my Hames, which is the last of the Australian manufactured paint. I think it's across the board, reasonably priced, but also it's they're great. It's a great product range. It all works very well. Uh, lately, which is a product I used years ago, um, probably even when I was too young to even understand, we we um, used the Resine, which is a Kiwi brand. Yeah. And I used their Lustacryl, which is like a waterborne enamel, not aqua, which is completely different. And that basically just was a product that I'd been looking for for a long time that would spray like oil, sit up like oil, dry like oil, as in harden, yeah. not during time, and 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 look like it. And it's amazing. It's a brilliant product. And I've had a few other painters jump on it too. I got kind of coached from Maddie from HP Geelong. He's been using it a fair bit. Same with Colin Reed from CJ Reed. And uh, they use it a bit. 
And like like all painters, you find a system that works really well, and you know it works well. Yeah. It's very hard to kind of go, "Hey, mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this on this job now. This is a seventy grand job. You don't you you don't want to stuff that job up. Like it's an expensive exercise. So finding the right job to do it can be very risky, yeah. and it could be make or break. So we tried it on this job, and it, and I I knew straight away when I got it, it was a quality product, and we put it on, and I was just like, "Mate, this is this is phenomenal." So out of those two, between the Hames and Resine, which is funny because it's all Southern Hemisphere manufactured paint, <laughs> you can't go wrong. Like for me, like I, I reckon it's it's a great, great way to have two two products where an architect will go, we specify that or that, and we kind of almost in all of those except for maybe Dulux, which we'll save that for another argument too. See, uh, <laughs> Dulux over here. Yeah. It's, yeah, I won't say it's shit. It's just paint that's better for the same money and paint that's as as good for less money you know it's it's the big Look, I've, the next I've always said was Dulux and, I, and i have used it and i've used a lot of it yeah it's a very very well marketed paint yeah clever marketing that far yeah. fall. <laughs> it just for me it, it it falls short every time i use it and every time it's spec on a job and I, I i can't back out of it and go, and they, they're adamant on using it. I'm like, all right. And I'll go in like, yeah, all right, look, maybe maybe something's changed. Maybe something's different. And I give it a go. Yeah. And there's dramas after dramas every time. So I just, I stay, I stay clear from it yeah. as much as I can. Sometimes it can get right. I've I've been on oil-based paint this week, and my go-to would be Sickens, uh, which... Yeah, Sickens is beautiful. Yeah, well, it's an Axo product, which is Dulux over here. Uh, but they, they seem to have pulled it unless you want white and black. Uh, now I'm off, I've got a job coming up where I want brown, uh, and I'm on a job at the moment that's off white, like an old English white. So I went with another brand that I used four years ago, and I was a bit dubious because I used it four or five years ago, and it was three coats of the oil, of the gloss right. to get it to cover. And I've I've used it this way. I tell you what, I don't know what they've done in that three or four years. It's fucking shit up. It was crap. Done and, and that's the thing too with paint too, isn't it? It's amazing how some some products can swing around so quickly. And you've used it a little while ago, and it's just left such a bad mark and stain in your mind yep. that you don't want to touch it again. Yeah. So, but going back to Sickens, I love their automotive. Yeah. I reckon it is amazing. Yep. And then their sister company, which is Lesinov, yep. which is the same same thing. It's just like basically. You buy that in that can, it's cheaper, but it's more or less the same product. Yeah. Um, beautiful paint to apply. Very, very nice. So what's been your best inv- investment you've spent work-wise? Um, I, I reckon definitely investment would be just finding the right workers to fit the mould. Yeah. So when I say that, same with business partners and apprentices. Yeah. But also tools. Tools are adamant like you have to have good tools and reliable tools yeah um i suppose you work with like tools had, in a fashion aren't they as well <laughs> for one bad. yeah 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 no well look we've got all the festival stuff and we've invested money in that and and same with the sprayers like i've had i've, I've had spray sprays over the years and um we've got the graco graco units which i think are great i've had wagner i've had all the gracos the wagners yeah the, the you know so that that's the most important thing. I mean, you can have people roll in on site though too. They have all the equipment, but not know how to use it. So it kind of goes hand in hand with knowledge. 
knowledge and, and equipment. Yeah. So, so what's um, what's your end game? Do you have one for getting out? Or are you just going to stay in it and work till they drop? Mate, this look, I, 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 I'm a believer in if I think you setting yourself up to end somewhere, you probably will. So I, I just, I, I think we just keep on going. We'll just keep keep on doing what we're doing. Um, eventually, the body will give. Yeah. That's that's just how you know anatomy happens, I guess. Um, um, and then I might might eventually maybe get off it a little bit, and let's call it two days on tools, three days of liaisoning with builders or potential jobs, and then try and. I don't know. Hang on to it that way. I don't know. Who knows? Like to, Who knows where it's going to be? I'd like to have a couple of blokes earning the money and then just me, well, just earning me a bit of pin money and me go back in probably just labouring for them. <laughs> well, it could, yeah, it could end up that way, but you've got to get the right guys yeah, too, that's you know. A, that's and, then, <laughs> and then if you do, you, you're obviously going to pay them a little bit more because you want to hang on to them and they're valuable. Yeah to keep them um but yeah it's it's a hard thing with painting it's like i said earlier it's not a matter of just throwing wires or pipes behind a wall and if it all works it's great it's it's what you see and the knowledge and the speed and getting through things very quickly yeah but also producing good 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 finishes too yeah so is there any takeaways you can give the listeners takeaways oh look I reckon just I reckon if you can just you're gonna have dark days. Every painter or I reckon anyone will. But painters, I don't know, sometimes we uh punish ourselves probably more than any other trade because we're our own own worst critic. But I reckon if you can just battle through it and if if there's tough times, um just reach out. Like there we're where where there are guys on this medium platform that We'll help out and try and, you know, give you a, a guiding light, like yeah. I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, and just keep on battling. Like if you know that it's not what you want to do and it's not your passion, then I'd say just give the flick and try something else. But if you know that this is what you want to do and you want to make it work, you'll make it work and you have to make it work. Yeah. It's really your calling. So that's that's really about the only takeaways I could probably give to everyone. That's a pretty good one, is that? Yeah, pretty good. Um, room 101 style we're just coming up to wrapping up now room 101 style three things had been I don't know if you have this program down there it's a British program related just three things if you could get rid of them forever have a purge what would they be I reckon number one would be this freaking coronavirus yep. you could bin that <laughs> and probably governments along with it to be honest um, oh the, the second one would be probably the opinions of people on Insta. Not that it gets to me, but I just think that some people run away with yeah, it. Yeah, they push it too much. The, the, yeah, the, the the whole followers bandwagon, like, oh, I've got 10,000. Yeah, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, we're going back to quality and quantity and what you want out of it. It's not what others see. It's what you want out of it. Yeah. So that would be the second one. And the third one, still on Insta, which – Kind of brought this to a few people's attention of late, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but it's just how I I, I take it across. It's these Insta packages. It's like a dick swinging competition. Who can send out the biggest package to someone they don't know? 
Like I'm happy to send a sticker, you know, like a sticker or or whatnot. But hey, I'm going to give you a Camaro, my house, my wife, and a yacht. Yeah. Can you beat that? I, 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 yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I I mean, those that have taken part in this, they do get a baseball cap, uh, and then. <laughs> Because I is that all, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's only Gary. Uh, you're lucky again. That way, it cost me more. It posters. It just for a bloody hat down. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's. I, I mean, yeah. I've done the stickers. I've done the hats. Uh, I've got a few that mention tapes I use, and because I, I buy Bitbox and get it cheaper, I've sent them a couple of rolls. So look, here's a couple of rolls. Try it. You know, try it before you buy it. See if you like it. But the old yeah, yeah. buying friendship. Put in a package weight for five hundred quid. I can I can get it. I'm, I'm sure there's some honest people doing it, and it's great. But then on the other hand, I still just see it as like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. I just want free shit, and other people are just yeah. like, who can send the biggest package? Yeah. And look, I'll, I'll be I'll put my hand up and say I've been slack on the sticker front. I really just sent nothing out, only purely because I've been too busy yeah. running a business and trying to get to the post office to send stickers. And I, I will get around to it. I know some of them have been like probably a year out. <laughs> um, but, you know, in saying that, it's just, I'm, 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 mate, I'm happy to talk to you on here. Yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit like a person when it comes to a, a, like my birthday, right? Yeah. Don't buy me a present because I can't be asked buying you one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't give me So me we'll go down to the pub. Yeah, don't give we'll me We'll have a pint. That's it. So, no. uh, look. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy just to chat and say I'm here if you need a hand. What are you using? What pen is you using? What sandpaper are you using? I'm happy to do that. I'll flick a sticker if I get the chance to get out. Like I'm so busy with stuff. Life's busy enough as it is. I, th- I think. Let's. I think let's the, problem, the package. I think the problem with Insta is there's genuine ones, whether it's packages, influencers. I use it that loosely, or whatever. The problem is there's genuine, there's non-genuine, there's some in it for themselves and some in it to help others. You've just got to sift through, yeah. sift through the shit and work out who's who. And that's it. Just sit and watch and work out who's who and what they're in it for. 100%. It's a little bit like UFO sightings, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure there's probably 4% true and the rest of it's just shit and drones. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> going back to Insta and social media, where can we find you? <laughs> <laughs> Where? Yeah. Just just on Insta, mate. That's it. Yeah. No, you do Facebook, it, drop us a line. <laughs> drop us a line. Don't expect the sticker. I, I might get one out. Well, well, but well, I ain't we'll shout out. Can we all send Mick some packages on Insta? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my home address. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. other other than work and two kids, what are your hobbies? Oh mate, I wish I had one. Um, I'm I'm just in, trying I, to find one at the moment because I need something. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in the process. Of, look, after after selling the family home and then moving, I guess renovating and whatnot's a hobby. I'll call it a hobby or not. Yeah. Um, and, and doing it all over again. I don't mind getting out and playing a bit of golf, but in saying that, my clubs haven't seen a course probably for nearly a year now. So, um, when I say and when I say playing, yeah, I mean, try. Yeah. Waste of a good walk. <laughs> I'm gonna get it is, to go on. I'd rather take off for a walk. Look, <laughs> it's fun. It's an excuse to catch up with the lads. Well, when we could have. Yeah, I, I get that, and I get the whole networking. But other than that, I just think I'd rather take dog for a walk. <laughs> look, I, I uh, look in drawing. I've kind of just, I guess, taken that back up again. I used to do a lot of it when I was younger. 
Um, and I think, yes, life got away from me. And the next minute, 10 years later, I haven't picked up a pen or done no sketching. Like, it was just like, wow, what happened? Um, but again, that takes time. You know what I mean? And when you're not working yeah. and you're at home, then that time is just like, how much time have I got to do that? Well, so, going back to you, buying, you know, obviously renovating the, the house you moved into, that's that's such a battle because you've got a weekend off and you think, right, my weekend off, do I spend time with family? Or do I spend all weekend decorating that room at home? Or do I spend all weekend doing a, somebody else's job to earn money to pay for that at home? And that's, yeah. that's what I always struggled with. What, what do you do out of those three? You know, it's, it's a toss-up. You've got to find a balance. With it. well, sometimes it's like it's just a revolving door, isn't it? You just come home, you start it, and then you wake up and then you go to work and you do it. So That's why I don't have early nights because I'm stubborn because – it's, it's, just, it's just my mindset. My brother, my brother, he, he's one for like early nights, but I just get stuck in a mindset. I force myself to stay awake late because otherwise, just in my stupid mindset, it's home, tea, kids in bed, bed, up, breakfast, work, home, tea, and you just get stuck in a trap. You know, that just that's my yeah, mindset yeah. of keeping out of that trap of staying up late and doing stuff or doing stuff like this. You know, it's, it's just something other than being stuck in a rat trap. So speaking of stubbornness, what star sign are you then? You're not a Scorpio, are you? Well, no, <laughs> Capricorn. Oh, there you I'm go. I'm a, oh, a, a, a very typical Capricorn, but we had, we yeah. had, a, bar- oh, we had a barbecue for my lad's birthday on Wednesday and I heard this new thing. I mean, I don't, I don't follow it much, but apparently now I'm Sagittarius because they've found another one and changed the oh, I feel you, sort of. What a crock of shit. Yeah. Come on. I, I, I it says to me, what, what, what star sign are you? And I says, I'm, I'm, I can't give a fuck. <laughs> I said, yeah, if, well, if you're getting into it, I'm a typical Capricorn. Set your stall out and just cruise. You know, I'm not flash. Set your stall out and just cruise to easiest. You know, I want an easy life. <laughs> can't be doing my asshole. I want an easy, quiet life, you know, and... I am. I, I keep stuff on the inside rather than giving it away. But that's that's just me. Well, it's not not a bad thing. But then sometimes it's good to um, talk, tell people how you really feel. I find I have a bit of blow ups like a diva now and then. <laughs> oh, we all do. We're only human, aren't we? Yeah. Especially in lockdown, probably a bit, a little bit more than often. I'll, I'll bottle it up. I used to have a foul temper. Uh, very very foul temper, but I've learnt to I've learnt to pick my battles, and I just think, do you know what? It's not worth the I, argument. I think um, I think that's learnt in trade school. They ask you, what do you want to be, and you say a painter, decorator, and they go, oh, well, you're going to have a really bad temper. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what my life is because I pulled it all out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew yeah. this lockdown haircut was coming, so I prepared 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, just finally going back to social media on Insta, who are you loving on there at the moment? I know you've obviously mentioned uh, Danny at Top Line. Oh, look, there's a lot, mate, and to be honest, I don't want to sound rude by not mentioning everyone because there's so many great, great guys abroad and, and here. Um, obviously, like um, Spokesy, he kind of threw me under the bus with this, so <laughs> he, he's a good Scottish lad, yeah. um, probably stubborn at times, but then it's a part of their blood, isn't it, the Scottish? Um, aesthetics, he's a top, yeah. Chris Wall, he's a top, top bloke, really, really humble guy. Uh, Paint Deck, good old mate of mine, Chris, 
Chrissy, which well, I just love to give him shit. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it, to be honest. Um, there's a young guy here called Paint Deco Company, which is um, Adam. Yeah. And he's from the UK. Really, really nice it's bloke. Dope Deco. What's that? It's dope Deco, Adam. Adam Slot. Uh, no, Paint, Paint Deco Company. I called. know there's one Dope Deco is on. Yeah, I'm not, probably, yeah, I'm not sure. So him... Then you've got Tiles. She's she's a good old lass. We have a good laugh, me and her. That's um Toddy, Toddy, um Toddy's Burwell's other <laughs> yeah. half. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a good we have a good laugh. Wag stuff. Yeah. He's a champion. He's part of the he's part of the crew. Oh geez. Then you got Samson, Frost, RX, old Howard from RX. He's he's a gun. I love I love him. He's a he's a classic. Him and his, Colombian hop love. Him and his smoko. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Coffee and smoke out. Um, <laughs> oh, who else? Uh, M, M, yeah, MDM, Graber, PBJ, I guess, JCA. Oh, mate, who else? Alpha, he's a, he's a good kid. BC. And like I said, mate, there's there's so many on here. Like I could, Vivid, Lorenzo, Portside. There's there's so many Hopkins. Hopkins is in WA. He 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 runs a tight ship. He did the whole UK K trip too. And then you've got you know US. You've got Philip ZK or ZK Painting Data Turner Sprays Life. And then um, guys on your side of the woods, you've got Tucker, Pearl Deco, Can Deck Dragonfly, uh, Painter Man Twenty Twenty. Leone or Leone, I can't remember, can't pronounce her name. Yeah, she's in Scotland. Slapped, yeah. Glasgow, yeah. yeah, she's she's great value. C Dunn, now he's a dude that Irish kid. He he come over to he's I haven't met caught up with him yet. I've been meaning to catch up with him, and then the pandemic came, and we haven't been able to catch up. So we will soon. He's he's good. Uh, Paul, I think his name is. And then you've got the gun on the guns. I reckon he's a champion. Matt from Instasprays, who's in Mar- Marriott Finch. Yeah, yeah, speak to Matt. He was supposed to be in a podcast, but he's that bloody busy. I don't Yeah. He's he, he's a he's a he's a he's a champion. Like we we talk a fair bit too here and there in between obviously the, the hours and uh and work. Yeah. But uh, good kid, really good kid. Knows he, he's very knowledgeable, he's very passionate, and I think that that's brilliant. Yeah. Like you have to have that in a trade. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a lot of him, him and K Spray. I think they're top at finishing tree for me. K Spray, yeah, yeah, them two have mate the stuff they pump out, and and even and this is this is this is the thing. Look at where they're spraying. They're not in a hundred thousand dollar or hundred thousand pound booths. Yeah. They're in very basic back draw booths. They're not down drafts or anything. The, the, so they can't get away with shit though, can they? They're, theirs has got to be perfection no. every time. Like you, like you said earlier. Yeah. We could walk out and think, yeah, that'll be all right. They can't see that. They can't. I said that to him. He was talking about on-site work, and I said, Matt, you, you're very anal, and, like, you know, you will do your mind. You will do your head. Yeah. So. Yeah, brilliant. Like, there, that would be – and that's not – I'm not trying to leave out anyone. That's the, thing, just, the thing is, you've got to upset somebody because you can't sit and mention everyone. <laughs> no, mate. I, how much time you got? <laughs> So if you have mentioned, you gave some stick. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, they'd, they'd be the group, I guess, of people I'd talk to. Not all the time, but some some here that more or less than some. Others, it, it, but, it comes yeah. and goes. I mean, 
I mean, I chat to a lot. I mean, the other Sunday night, I spent two hours across four different bloody uh, social media things, chatting, messaging, I was dipping into one and out of other. But some nights, just where I'm built, I'm antisocial. I can't be arsed. It's, I don't even, I spoke to my mum yesterday for the first time in three weeks. My wife speaks to her more <laughs> than I do because one, we irritate each other because when I open my mouth, my mum comes out and I can see myself turning into her. Uh, <laughs> and the, the other thing, if I'm tired, She'll ring me, and all she'll get is yeah, uh huh, mm. and she just thinks something's mm, yeah. wrong with me. But I'm like it on social media. So if anybody does get offended when I tail a conversation off, it's not because I'm bored; it's because I'm tired. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, that's, I'm, yeah, sometimes I'll just tail a conversation off on social media in messages. You can see them tailing off; it just gets to emojis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just. When you lift up your phone, you've got a message, you can see it, but you don't open it because you don't want them to see that you've seen yeah. it. So, yeah, it's not that being rude. It's just yeah. like, do you know what? I'm on I'm on sofa and I keep many times my phone squid, yeah. I'm nearly dropping it. I just think I, I ain't got time to get into a full on conversation at the moment. Like, no, no, and I get that too. Like, I, people text me and sometimes it's not, I'm not being rude or nothing, but sometimes it could be like you, you're different, different side of the world. Yeah. So the time difference is massive. Yeah. And it's like, I'll, I'll get this tomorrow. I have seen it, but I'm literally just getting into bed or I'm quoting. I get a lot from, um, from Craig, because uh, me and Craig takes a lot. Is, is it normally about 7 o'clock in the morning when I'm just leaving for work? <laughs> right, yeah. So, Bloody, how inconsiderate. I'll tell him I'll tell him off next time I speak to him. It's all right, <laughs> because I'm normally sat in my second office when I'm replying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> just good job. Oh, but look, there's, there's a lot of people, and, and also too, a big shout out to the um Philro boys too. So you got Pete, he's the big man doing all the marketing. He's an absolute champion. Mark, the big dog, he um he's he kind of he, he drives the ship. Uh, you got Deza and then Brendo, and then obviously everyone behind the scenes. I don't even know half their names. They employ about thirty people. Uh, throughout Australia, um, in different depots and different regions. Don't know. And, are, they, are they like a paint merchants over there? So this is where people get them a little bit confused. They're like a wholesaler, yeah. yeah? You can walk in off the street and buy stuff from them, but they are the big boys that go into Waddle and, and Dulux and go, I have 150 machines. I'm selling them to you for this price. You do what you want with them with whatever, you know, they do the deals. Technically, by law, not by law. When I say grey code law, yeah. they can't just sell or put in a uh, put out a brochure and go. Today we have a four nine five on sale for three thousand yeah. dollars because they have contracts with the paint companies, and if you piss them off, you're pissing yeah. in your own pond. So they're a wholesaler, yeah. But you can buy, you can buy from them. It's just that buy, they kind of can't advertise the deals. Yeah. Or what they're selling. Yeah. So then they they've been great. Like they approached they approached me. I didn't approach them. They just said we're looking for a few guys. We were kind of not wanting to sponsor. And this was another thing too. We're probably we're gonna run out of time probably to talk about. But I get no free equipment from them. There's no I do get some discounts on stuff and, and that's only because they want to do that. But I'm also happy to help them out too, promote their business. If, if so, you believe in it, there's no wrong way. It's as long as People no. are aware of it. And that's right. And, and then, look, I don't know for, Just for freebies, that irritates me. No, and, and that's the thing. I've never wanted anything free from them. 
And this is another thing. If you had four things on, you, you would get rid of instead of three. My fourth one would be free shit because I've always been one. If you plug me, I'll plug you, and I'm happy with that, and I'm happy to leave it like that. But don't, I, I don't, I don't want like a oh, free. Can you give me a free tank or a free brush? I, I'm, I'm going to use your equipment. I'm going to say this is great. All I want is recognition from your side to say, hey, HBS or these guys, you that's great. And that, that's all. Yeah, I want. it's the thing with me is is I'll. Well, not advertise. I'll tag something if I've got faith in it. And like I say, it's a two-way street. But it's when you can see yeah. people, and there's, to me, there's, it's one of my pays. If if ever I get around to doing my own podcast one day and interviewing myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll interview you, and I'll send you a link. Uh, I've, I've been, it's, it's, been, it's on cards, possibly. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's one of my pays is, there's lack of loyalty and lack of networking where people just come to you and want shit for free, holding their hand out, and they're not even going to build a relationship. And then the other one is where people are wanting free shit and they'll big brand A up this week. And then yeah. two weeks later, the band B, two weeks later, brand C, and you think, you're doing it because you're getting free shit. At least be consistent and have a bit of loyalty yeah. to the original company you was with. You know, don't... That's all right. Like, I, I did it at the start a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and I've got nothing back. And I'm like, why should I promote your business when I'm using your stuff? And I don't even get a post from saying, hey, HPS is but, using your yeah. stuff. This is but great. The companies, so I don't the think- companies are guilty of it as well because I know I sent some tape out to a friend of mine to try. And if mm. put a thing on, a little story on, I'll not say his name. Is a is a good. I class him as a good mate on you know as, as far as it goes on social media. They put a story on. Thanks for this, Chris. You know I'm going to give it a bash. A week later, another tape company offered him more shit. If you push our shit, all oh, right. Yeah, it's like guerrilla tactics, and some some are sucked in bit. And I just think it's it's like we have a program over here called Take Me Out where they do the dating. And the girls, when it's all right, well, when people do that on Instagram and they show a lack of lack of it's disloyal, a lack of loyalty, it to me it's just like boo, 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 and the credibility yeah, going yeah. down, you know, that's your <laughs> vision, you lose your credibility, you know, yeah, no, and that, that's the thing that, that annoys me the most at the start of it all. And I'm just like, I'm using your stuff, yeah. And for me, like I have faith in, in what, what you're producing or you use it daily, that's great. But if you can't even give me a basic shout back or even just a text, even just a, a, a DM saying, hey, man, I love using our stuff. That's great. Can we use Can we use your post? Got, right? I'll be like, that's fine. That's, that's, all, that's all I've ever wanted. to building relationships again, old-fashioned style. Yeah. 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 A bit of mutual respect. Yeah, I don't want... If you've got, like, a Hames have approached me recently, and they said, hey, we've got a new aqua enamel we're trialling. Do you want to give it a bash? I was like, for sure, I'd love to. Yeah. And that's great. And I don't want anything more out of that. And, yeah, it gave them some insight on how it might work and how, how it performs, how it sprays. Yeah, we've got to probably use it a bit more on each job and, you know, really dial it in. But um, I reckon that's great. And I reckon if they can get people like that instead of, oh, I want a freebie. Yeah. It's not going to give them – a true thing of what what the product is because they got, they're getting some fresh. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I got fresh. It's, it's, it's a biased opinion on the product, and then you get people, yeah. you get people. This this is what I've said all along. Main one that comes into mind. I'm going to name drop Graco, the Graco Ultra, the battery powered one. Yeah, they've had people 
giving them out. We're not stupid. We know they've had them free of charge. They're giving them out, and they all start posting from a set date when they've been released, about a month before the release. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, yeah. I can spray this full ceiling. Can you fuck? Eight foot square is what they're made for at most, the garage door. But then when you get the idiots doing more than what they're capable of. Yeah, they blow them up. Yeah, and then people buy it thinking, yeah, I can smash a full room out with it, save me saying airless rig up, and then it packs up after so many litres, then it gets a shit name. And Greco wonder why the Ultra's got a shit name, because of the people he gave them to, to push them. You know? But also, let, let's, let's rewind it a dash. How much did you expect to get out of something that holds less than a litre? It's you know less than I mean? a litre for a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So like a gate, one door, one jam. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're a bit of corner a, a bit. You're on a job and builders scrape the door. Rather than getting your 495 out, crack that open, that's bang right. a litre in it, mask up, spray that door, you're done. And, and this is where they are great, and I agree with you 100%, because you know yourself, you get a 495, a 390, whatever it's going to be, you need a residual one litre at least to run through your line your manifold, your pump, everything. And by the time you sprayed that door, you've used 200 mil. You've had to buy a four-litre can to do one door, whereas the Ultramax is great for that. But if you're spraying a whole house in weatherboards, man, you, you really need to just you, – you need to go take it back to being q yeah. <laughs> get your money to back, and go back and sit in isolation. <laughs> you, shouldn't be using, you shouldn't be using this gun for that. For that, and I've seen, oh, I have seen firsthand people trying to spray whole weatherboard homes externally, and I'm like, you'd be spending more time topping up the hopper on on the thing or the pot than trying to put the paint in. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a fill the pot, spray it, empty the pot, not keep taking the top off, fill the pot. Yeah. They, are, they are they are hard work to fill up. You know. Mate, there is there, they are shit. You need, yeah. you need to you got to draw the air yeah. out. You got to you got to fill it up at the top, and then you want to spill it, and then you got to you got to tighten up because sometimes the seals don't go right, and then it starts <laughs> spitting. They're very fussy and finicky little machines. They're great for small stuff, not so much for more than a small thing. Brilliant. Well, it's been great to catch up with you. We could probably go on for hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How much time? You uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to have a catch up one somewhere down the line. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, brilliant. I'll let you get back off to rest. It's Sunday night over there, isn't it? It is, yeah. mate. What is? It's uh, just gone half nine yeah. p.m. Oh, it's half so. twelve Sunday day here. It's bright and sunny. I'm off to beach with dog and kids. I was going to say, mate, it's a, it's almost a pint time now for you, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be if I'm a big drinker. I might have a couple of bottles when I have a barbecue later. There you go. Yeah, I'm sitting back garden with football. <laughs> but it's Sunday to uh, Monday tomorrow, isn't it? I've got an hour's drive to work yeah. and ladder work yeah. all day, so I oh, always fancy it. Yeah. It's uh, an eight-hour shift feels like a twelve-hour if I have a drink. <laughs> well, I, I hope for you that the um, sun is shining and you can continue doing your external shift. Brilliant. So great. Okay, hope, nice one. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Awesome, Chris. Thanks for your time. Great. Much appreciated. Bye. Well, that's all we have time for in this week's episode. I hope you enjoy listening to them as much as I do. Now, if you'd like to show your support, you can do it in various ways. You can click on the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes, leave us a review on iTunes, hashtag Bobcast on Insta, and share us with your friends. You can also reach out to us on the usual channels, which again can be found in the show notes, as we do always appreciate your feedback. And if you ever fancy taking part, then simply just contact us. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.